Hey there, lovely people. Welcome to another episode of the Guys with Feelings podcast, where two guys discuss the ideas, influences, epiphanies, and yes, the feelings that make them better men. My name is Jamin Yee. And I'm Gabe Rose. And for today's show, since we're recording just days before New Year's, we're going to share some personal reflections on the year that was 2017. And we'll take a look ahead to 2018. Each of us will share two feelings that sum up our most impactful experiences of the past year and the feelings that we're hoping to explore more in depth next year. And uh, since Guys With Feelings just celebrated its first podcast birthday, uh, we're also going to do a quick reflection on what we've learned doing the show over the last year, which I think is a decent amount, um, and share a quick preview of where we think we're going to take it in the year to come. Uh, But first, before we get into all that, uh, Jamin, how are you, man? How does it feel to be you right now? You know... It feels pretty good. It feels good. I'm uh, I'm in Gabe's house right now in, in Los Angeles, and uh, yeah, it's a treat. We haven't recorded an episode together in like a long time, and I always love coming down and seeing you and Sarah and all of our LA homies. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, I'm stoked. It's been an amazing year. We're gonna we're gonna get to celebrate New Year's together, and yeah. and you know, just like recap and in this podcast, just like recap on on what a crazy and awesome year it's been, and. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for all of that. Yeah, man. It's awesome to have you here. Yeah. Recording in the luxurious podcasting Oof. studio that is my second bedroom. So luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite... I mean, the seat I'm sitting on right now is like... It's got some fur, like faux fur going on. Yeah, of course, faux fur. <laughs> real fur in this quasi-vegan household. Yeah, yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> but yeah, how are you feeling? Uh, good, good. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Um, it's fun. I mean, we got to spend last weekend up in the Bay Area a little mm-hmm. bit and see like a lot of our closest friends and spend some quality time together. So, yep. like back to back weekends. And um, yeah, I'm excited for New Year's. Like New Year's is the sort of thing I, I, um, I used to be less excited about. Like right. I used to be mm, not anti New Year's, but I used to have a more negative view on it as uh-huh. it's very arbitrary holiday that doesn't have any real meaning where people just set resolutions and break them and so like i just wasn't really like i just go to a party but i wasn't really into it at all Uh um and now i don't know i think recently i've come to really appreciate more like having chapters in life and the value in sort of being able to chunk out periods where you can sort of look at a before and after and and not just have life be just an endless series of one thing after another and so new year's is just a nice it's not the only sort of way to set chapters, but it's a nice additional way to set chapters. And I, I really value those. So yeah, for New Year's. Yeah, no, it's a great excuse to just like, hey, let's all like take a moment to like look back and, and reflect, you know, and uh, and look forward and anticipate and hope, you know. So, yeah, I'm super stoked for that also. And what better way to get that going than with this special 2017 year-end wrap-up edition. I cannot imagine a better way. <laughs> of this podcast. So... Let's get right into it. Gabe, why don't you get us started? Um, Yeah, when you think about the year that was 2017, what is a feeling that helped define your year? Yeah, so the we were talking about this a little bit yesterday. And and as I sort of sat with this, the, the first thing that came to mind or the strongest thing that came to mind to me was a feeling of honesty. Hmm. Um, and I think the reason that that resonated with me as a as a a big takeaway for me or a big theme for me in 2017 um, is that uh, I think it, it has a lot of, it's something I've been exploring a lot um, and has a lot of implications for me sort of internally and externally. So Mm -hmm. um, 
I think the biggest catalyst for me exploring sort of this idea of honesty um, has been uh, the new therapist I've been seeing who's been awesome. awesome. Um, and that's a whole sort of been a whole interesting journey, which, you know, has a lot of facets and maybe we can dive into on a, a future episode. Right. But, um, you know, one of the things that's really come up in a lot of our conversations that I've gotten a lot of value out of is just the idea of really um, exploring the full range of my emotions more clearly and being more honest with myself about what's coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I can, and when it's safe and comfortable being more honest with other people, especially people close to me about what's coming up. And so the thing, the way in which that's most manifested itself, that's been really interesting for me is Mm -hmm. around, um, feelings and emotions like anger. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, I think like an area where I've, where I've identified, I've have sort of like the biggest gap between, like what I was actually sort of feeling inside and what I sort of allowed myself to experience. Um, So yeah, it's been a really, it's been a, an interesting theme of the year. Yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds awesome. Can you give me a little, can you give like a more specific example, like in terms of maybe like, let's say anger? Yeah. What was the disconnect that you were talking about? Yeah, I think um, for a lot of my adult life, um, I've had a goal to be a person who's not, angry right a person who's really grounded who like treats people really fairly who always tries to acknowledge that you know in any frustrating situation i have my own role in it and Mm -hmm. it's not someone else's fault necessarily even if it's frustrating and so um i sort of built this sense of myself and and really sort of these stories about myself um where um i'm not an angry person i'm sort of the opposite of an angry person mm-hmm. i'm a very chill person that even when people do things they're really fucked up to me or really frustrating i just don't get angry yeah. it's not that i literally never get angry but that's that's a part of myself that i've really tried to cultivate yeah um but i think that um the reason i've been exploring dropping that story and moving away from that story is uh-huh. i think that hasn't been a healthy way for me to relate to myself um because like everyone i do i actually experience anger and (laughs) like trying to pretend that i'm a person that doesn't um doesn't suit me well Mm -hmm. um and it actually inhibits if my goal is to move to a place where i'm sort of more even more over time emotionally grounded and um can be authentically less angry Mm -hmm. i need to actually be more clear eyed and honest with myself about seeing my own anger um, when it comes up Mm -hmm. um, in order to actually work through it um, and and over time become authentically better at sort of emotionally managing um, those situations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And like over this year, like this kind of self-honesty that you've been, you know, practicing, like how, how has that manifested? Like, have you seen the effects kind of like, you know, show up in your life? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest, aside from just sort of like my inner talk and relationship with myself, I think the biggest shift has been with my relationship with Sarah, my wife. Um, Mm. You know, like your partner is like a person that you're going to experience probably the most frustrations with. And also, luckily, hopefully if you're in a healthy relationship, like you have the most safety to actually Mm. express those things. So Sarah has been sort of my... I don't want to say testing ground, but sort of patient zero for me, <laughs> like actually You're experimenting yeah, yeah, with like being more honest about times I'm angry and it's been really awesome. Um, it's really, I'd say the first few times it was hard um, yeah. because Sarah, um, yeah, she's a very like loving, sensitive person. So one reason I try not to get angry at her is that this is a really difficult emotion for to be for her for someone to throw that at her. But, um, 
but it's really just opened up like more a whole new aspect of our relationship and like given our relationship a whole new depth um and because she knows that i'm actually like actively trying to explore this she can also um really try to provide like as much support and like and um recognize that this is something rather than taking it personally now when Mm -hmm. i get angry there's a part of her that knows that it's important for me to do that and so it's just led to a lot of really like wonderful conversations that wouldn't have happened before and like increased honesty and you know that healthy kind of conflict that really like propels relationships meaningful really all types of meaningful relationships forward Um, right so yeah it's been a really uh interesting and wonderful exploration so far that's so cool yeah no it sounds like the difference between like unhealthy like repression of emotions right uh, which fester and get bottled up and then usually kind of explode out in one way or another. Um, and instead of that, it, it seems like you're like practicing this like healthy expression of it and, may, and not like, ain't like, right. Like with anger, like not taking it out on people, but like, but like acknowledging yourself, almost like giving it room to breathe and kind of do its thing, but also do it in this safe container where it's not like directed at others and not like in a dangerous or harmful way. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that sums it up really well. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. It's been really nice. And I can imagine that just it probably feels better in your body. Like, yeah. Do you feel more like, what does that feel like? Yeah. I mean, I think that because I've been trying to be more attuned to that emotion and other emotions, I just have, I think I'm, you know, I, you were telling me a story the other day about a woman who, um, for a year decided to smell everything she walked past yeah and she became like an amazing like she could just smell like everything and pick up a million different scents and all this stuff yeah yeah and like apparently she became like an amazing smeller yeah right. where she like didn't have an amazing sense of smell just through the practice of every day all the time smelling and so right. um i'm not sure i'm that interested in becoming an amazing smeller but uh <laughs> there's similar principle just spending more time actually trying to pay attention and investigate what's been going on inside of me, whether that's anger or any other feeling, I've just Mm -hmm. become a little more attuned to it in a way that's subtle, but also very real. Um, And yeah, it's become like a big 2017 theme for me. Um, And um, I'm really happy about it and excited to continue into 2018. That's awesome. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, Cool, man. Well, what's, uh, what's first up for you? What's like a feeling that's sort of a theme for your 2017? Yeah, so man, a big a big feeling for me this past year was inspiration. Or actually, you know, like I think a better word for it might be self-expression, but that's not really a feeling. So mm. um but yeah, inspiration, self-expression, what have you. Like this past year was the year that I finally like started expressing myself on a consistent basis to the world. You know, whether that's through writing, um, whether that's through even like little things like Facebook updates or, um, you know, this podcast. Uh, I feel like I've been wanting to kind of share more of myself and my thoughts with the world for a long time, but there was always like a lot of blocks with it, you know? Like I would write like a blog post and it would take me like three months to write. By the time it came out, like I'd spent hours and hours and I just hated it and then I didn't want to share it and then I put it up and I just felt shame. I mean, it was just horrible and like, or even something as stupid as a Facebook like status update. Like I would like rewrite that thing like 15 or 20 <laughs> times and then I'd give up and be like, you know what? Forget it. Like, and I don't know, like I, this past year I've finally been able to like break through that and it's been so great. It's still not completely easy to me, but the more and more I practice, 
kind of like that smelling lady. <laughs> like yeah. it just becomes easier and, and I'm finding it, yeah, just easier and easier for me to express myself. Um, I'm able to express myself better and, um, and it's brought yeah a lot of great things in my life. It's just been, it's been wonderful. What's like, are there one or two examples of like, of what those great things are? Like, how is it, how has your life changed because of this expression? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, a lot of ways. I mean, the, the first, the main thing I think to come to my mind is it really has helped me connect to others. And I would say like to connect to other like-minded people. Um, so, you know, if I write a blog post and if I write about something, you know, really personal and important to me, like my thoughts on like love avoidance, you know, like relationship, uh, theory, attachment theory, or I don't know. Yeah. Just my, my thoughts on like how to create a habit, you know, without beating yourself up and being an asshole to yourself. Like the more I kind of put myself and my thoughts out there, um, it kind of serves as like a beacon for like other people. Like if they vibe, if they resonate with what you're talking about, the way you experience the world, they'll like, they'll be like, Hey, Hey, like I'm feeling you on this. Like they'll, or they'll start following you or they'll send you a message. Like, I mean, in the past year I've gotten so many emails and messages from people who, you know, I got to connect with because of, you know, something I wrote or put out there. Um, or other people just being like, Hey, like what you talked about, like really helped me. Um, and that's, it just feels like so great. Like, you know, it's like just one of those feels so good. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I mean, just the idea that like, oh, this, like these things I had in my head, which I thought are, yeah, no one really cares about it. Like the kind of useless, whatever, like to, to know that that actually can be helpful and then can even just like bring more awesome people into your life and help you connect with others. I mean, it was, it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think like, as you were saying that, I was thinking about all those times when I think this is an experience that's familiar to most people or everyone, where you have an idea or an experience that you've been playing around with or that you had recently, and maybe you haven't quite named it yet, or maybe you've named it, but you just sort of never hear anyone else talking about it. And so it's like sort of, it's unvalidated in your mind, and you're not really sure if you believe it or if it makes sense. And then like a lot of times you see someone else like throw it out there on a podcast or blog or somewhere and really like lay out a similar idea with a lot of clarity in a way that makes a lot of sense and is like very much in line with what you were thinking or like a modified yeah. version. And it feels so good like to, when you can find those, totally. those ideas or those posts that sort of help, um, yeah, help you organize things that you'd already been trying to like play around with or figure out. And I feel like a lot of your writing, a lot of those connections you're talking about from that writing probably falls into those categories for people um, in terms of like the, the ideas you're exploring. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> That'd yeah. be great. Um, and I think one thing that's been super helpful is like when an idea like gets out from your head and you actually like let it loose into the world, um, then the idea can like actually like continue to grow. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the things I've written or talked about, like I put out there and people have commented or, or, you know, wrote me things or said things. And like, it started a conversation which has started to change my ideas mm, about that, right? Yeah, like it's a two way. It, it helps my own ideas and my thinking about stuff like evolve at a much faster rate. Mm. Um, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is great for me. Like you just for purely selfish reasons. I'm like, the more I put out there, like the more, like I kind of get back in return and the more kind of evolves and shifts. So yeah, that's been great. I, yeah. That's been, I've been super, super blessed and like grateful for that. Yeah. And it's like after all these years of really wanting to work on this, and I think like creativity for you and putting yourself out there in these mediums before felt, I don't know, there are feelings of like tension, stress. Yeah. 
Um, just a lot of stress. Negative feelings. Yeah. Very negative feelings. Yeah. Like now it seems like it's not just that, oh, you're creating more and that's great, but you just have this different relationship to it yeah. as you create. There's all these positive feelings yeah. associated with it, which no, is awesome. No, that's, that's, that's one of the biggest things. Like creating always felt like a burden to me. Mm. And now it's like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. I mean, it's still, at times it still can be a little difficult, you know, it still can be hard, but it's never like, oh, I hate my life. Like, forget yeah. this. Like, I'm going to go into a hole. Like, you know, it's like, no, like it's an exploration. Like, oh, what's, what's here? Like, well, let, let me find out what's going to happen if I just sit down and start typing. Like, it's fun. It's exciting. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's let's go to your number two. What's uh, what's another feeling that helped define this year for you? Yeah, I think my second feeling that feels um, most significant for me in the mm-hmm. last year um, is curiosity. I'm not hundred percent sure if that's a feeling, but I'm gonna we'll go jerry rig it in there. Yeah. Um, it's it's something I've been exploring. It's an idea that just keeps coming up for me um, over and over in a few different contexts um, in a way that feels like it's taking an increasingly sort of central part of my life. Um, and so there's a few different ways, you know, one of those is sort of what I was discussing earlier in terms of part of like being able to see my own sort of internal life and emotions more clearly mm-hmm. is being the most helpful thing for me in that process has been curiosity. Mm. Like rather than trying to um, label how I feel or sort of intellectually figure out um, what's going on or what I should be thinking, I've really been practicing a lot more approaching myself with a sense of curiosity. Like, Oh, what, what is going on for me Hmm. right now? Um, And a lot of times, and, and how does that feel? Right. Like as a physical experience, maybe not just a, a mental one as, as someone who's like sort of very um, traditionally masculine and, and in my own head a lot um, mm-hmm. and like very analytical. Um, it's been a really nice experience to be curious about sort of my physical experience of the mm. world. Um, and I think that sort of an extension of that has been um, like, I've just been trying to take overall a curiosity based approach to life recently <laughs> where I just, focus less on finding answers and conclusions and just more on exploration. Um, And that can be like politically and intellectually. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been most important for me in terms of just my own experience of the world. But um, yeah, it's been just a lens, I guess I would say curiosity that I've um, been trying to put more and more in all sorts of different life experiences. And it's brought me, it just feels right. It feels intuitively right that, for many things and experiences in life, like curiosity is sort of is the way that I want to view them or interact with them. Ah, that's so awesome. <laughs> I, love, I love hearing that. It's like, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> um, yeah. When you were saying that about like, I feel like I'm like trying to like find answers, like, like you know, just, just be more curious and like kind of explore. I feel like that's a lot more of what the entire world needs right now. More mm. people who are, who are, are are in exploratory mode rather than like just like i don't know maybe like giving answers or just finding definitive like facts or whatever um i'm curious like are there some specific like examples that you think of that that rise to the forefront when you think about your relationship with curiosity yeah i think um one example recently is um so like for a long time i've um 
you know, I've always tried to have a meditation practice. I've probably talked about this on the show before. And um, it's always the sort of thing that I do for a few weeks or a few months and it feels really good, but then I fall out of it and, um, and then it feels bad. And then mm. I feel like, oh, if I just got back into that habit, I would be happier again, but I can't. So I'm less happy and I'm hurting myself by not having more willpower to meditate. And it's, um, I now view that as a very sort of answers oriented approach. Like it's hmm. sort of, it's sort of anti-curiosity. It's like, oh, I, I have the answer to what I need. This is really how I thought about uh, it. You know, like I know what I need in my life. I need more meditation. Right. And so the goal is to like find a way to force myself to do that more. And if I can't do that, then I'm like hurting myself or doing something wrong or I'm less happy than I could be. Right. And now, you know, I've been playing around with meditating a little bit, but I haven't been super regular about it. And, and I've been like slipping a little bit recently, um, from, you know, sort of like a daily practice of just throughout the day being more present. And as I felt myself slipping, I realized that in the past, maybe six months ago or a year ago, Mm -hmm. I would have really, um, I would have gotten frustrated and felt like, oh, I know the answer. I just need to implement the answer. And now, as I feel myself sort of slipping away from a good daily practice of being more present, I'm just curious. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I I think I've just sort of dropped a lot of the ideas that there are answers, like there's an answer that I need to find that will make me happy in terms of meditation or lots of other things. And I'm just curious, oh, like, why am I slipping? And what are some things I might try Maybe meditation, maybe some other things. What are some experiments I might run to try to bring that feeling of presence back into my day with mm-hmm. a little more regularity? So, so yeah, by moving away from like a predetermined answer and just being curious about what's actually happening for me and yeah. things I might try. Um, yeah, it just feels like the slippage is still happening, but it just feels way better. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm much more likely to actually find approaches that do work for me and do make me happier through a, a curiosity-based approach as opposed to like a willpower or like I already know the answer-based approach. Right, like kind of forcing your way through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. So <laughs> I'm excited to see sort of like what um, what that concept means to me like a year from now. Right. You know, I, I've sort of like had this new relationship with the idea of curiosity, but it's very new. It's something I've really been exploring for a few months. So I bet... In a few more months, it will mean something probably pretty different to me. Yeah. We'll, well see. Curious to find out what yeah. that is. <laughs> see what I did there? Keep that. <laughs> Dude, come back to Guys with Feelings many more times for <laughs> very clever meta comments like that. We got you. Um, we got you. Uh, cool, man. Well, uh, I'm curious to hear uh, what's, uh, what's number two for you in terms of feelings of the year. Oh, boy. All right. So this emotion or word might may feel a little cheesy, but... Um, I would say the emotion of love has been a huge theme for this past year mm. for me. And uh, you know this, um, many listeners might know it as well, but like love has been something I've struggled with for a lot of my life, you know, like um, in romantic relationships, feeling love towards myself, uh, you know, in all the ways of that <laughs> word. Um, for a lot of my life, I felt like there was kind of a block there. And it was, you know, recently in the last like few years that I've, I've realized like, oh, like there's reasons that I have, you know, I feel like this. And um, there's, you know, this thing called attachment uh, theory. And um, and I'm a classic love avoidant or avoidant attachment type. And um, 
and learning all this about myself and, and realizing like, oh, this happened because of like my relationship with like my mother and like how she raised me and, and all these things that make so much sense. Um, I've been able to like start exploring this and start start to shift it, you know, mm-hmm. and over the past year or two, um, going to therapy, reading a lot, like living in community where I, I get to practice like gratitude and love on a daily basis. All these things have like brought me to a place where in 2017, like so much of that blockage that I felt for most of my life felt like, you know, a huge portion of it had like lifted off. And I felt like finally like ready to be like, you know what? Like I'm ready to start like seriously like dating again and like, mm. and wanting to explore that kind of, you know, love or intimacy with like other people. Mm. Um, you know, just for you listeners, like I, um, yeah, I just haven't, I've dated, but never with this feeling of like, oh, like I really actually want to dive in and be intimate. Like it was always on a more casual level and that changed this year. And I, I felt like just a lot more. Yeah. Like I, I was really wanted to explore that and dive into it. And, um, and it's been like a really amazing journey, you know, yeah. connected with a lot of, um, amazing, awesome people have learned a lot about myself. Um, had, you know, some of that love avoidance stuff get triggered and come up and then had also lots of experiences where like it didn't come up in situations where it always did. Um, and I'm finding like I'm relating to others and, and to myself completely differently. Mm. And that's been wonderful. Um, and yeah. And then I think the part two to that is like love is not just romantic or towards others. I also mean that word in terms of like myself mm. and like, I think like, with this therapeutic journey I've kind of been on, I've been really diving into my inner world. I think in a similar way that you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like diving into your emotions, like really being curious. And like when I'm triggered or when things come up being like, Oh, like what's going on down here? Like what's happening. And like treating my inner world with this compassion and love that I've, I've never done before. Mm -hmm. And that's been like transformative. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Not cheesy at all. my, My opinion. Uh, So I'm curious, we could, I'm sure, do a whole episode on this, but, like, I'm curious for the sort of short definition of love avoidant. Like, love is the feeling. What does love avoidant mean, or what is it sort of meant for you? And then what is the shift from, you'd say, maybe we're sort of love avoidant? How would you sort of characterize your relationship to love right now? Yeah, yeah. So so technically, so attachment theory is the idea that, like, Based on how your opposite sex parent, the way they raised you will actually um, affect like how you like the kinds of relationships and and love you seek as an adult. And um, I'm like, you know, classic quote unquote love avoidant, which is someone who had a parent who was, you know, very overbearing, very controlling, um, sometimes like tries to fulfill like their like dreams and their hopes like through their child. Um, And so my experience of love growing up was like oh like this is something that smothers me and like and like it like takes my like spirit and my like life force away you know like love feels heavy and love feels like a burden and is something that to like keep my sense of self it's like something i have to like push away and i have to like kind of run away from um and so growing up like that became the pattern that i would do in my romantic relationships like women would like come close to me and be like, Oh, like, you know, like let's let, we like each other. Like let's explore, let's dive in. And the closer they got to me, I would feel like this. He sort of shut down, shut. I would feel shutting down sometimes yeah. almost like this feeling of like repulsion, mm. which is horrible when it's someone like you really care about. And they're yeah. like this amazing person who's just opening their hearts to you. 
And it was, yeah, it just felt like your, your heart like kind of turns to ice or stone and it's really, really shitty. And it mm-hmm. makes the other person feel really shitty. And also. this was consistent across relationships. Across it relationships. Wasn't, it wasn't just particular. One yeah. yeah. I mean, and for, for years, you know, decades, like, it was just like, yeah, it was really difficult. And, and now it feels like this weight has like been lifted and it's, it's crazy. Like I, you know, like I can, that like, I don't know, like I just like getting close to, to women and like, and actually like feeling like, and I can actually feel my heart, like, right. Like I can, I can be an emotional connection with them. I can feel my heart swell. I can, I can like be responding to them rather than like going to this black hole and shutting down. And, and it feels like an entirely new world. Wow. Yeah. Of which, you know, I'm still like new to and I'm still exploring, but it's really exciting and, and it's changing how I communicate with people, how I relate to people and yeah, how I, how I love people, how much like I can receive and also give, which yeah. has been awesome. That sounds like not a bad shift for 2017 for one year's worth of work. Not that's bad at really, all. It's been, it's been really great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really amazing. I mean, I like couldn't be happier to to hear about all that and like <laughs> what a, what a big, like, really significant shift, and with so much more to come. Like, just oh, yeah. if that's if that's sort of one year's worth of shift and progress and movement, <laughs> dude, twenty eighteen and beyond should be full of interesting exploration. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm like a kid who just like got into a candy store and is like, let's just keep exploring this. This is awesome. Yeah. So. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um. Well. Uh, I would say that uh, we had a lot of feelings come up in in 2017. Oh, yeah, lots. Um, and uh, would love to turn uh, our attention forward for a minute and maybe think about uh, the year to come. Um, so, I don't know, Jamin, when you think about 2018, um, are there any, for the coming year, sort of feelings or intentions that you're particularly excited to explore? Oh, yeah, so many. <laughs> but uh, the the most, the ones that are really popping off for me are, I mean, continuing to deepen my 2017 yeah. themes, you know. There's like, some good ones there. Yeah, like that self-expression. Like, I, I want to just, I want more. I want to, like, turn that faucet, like, on even more and, like, and write more and, and podcast more, experiment with maybe different mediums, like video. Um, and, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I just feel like, I can't wait to see like what'll come out there and just, just keep that going. Um, and in terms of that love journey, um, I really, yeah, I feel like I'm ready and excited to explore like partnership. You know, mm. this year has been amazing for me to date in this way that felt, um, just different than how it ever has my entire life. And I'm ready to take that even further and explore like what intimate partnership looks and feels like and, and all the challenges and the joys and, and every, the highs and lows that come with that. Um, and I feel like, you know, I've been in relationships before, but with this new relationship with my heart, um, I feel like it's just going to be a whole new experience. So I'm very curious. (laughs) Yeah. That partnership story is, is very exciting to me. I know like for a long time, your, your journey has been, it felt like, I mean, you're very community oriented, obviously that's a huge theme in our life, but in terms of a lot of your growth journey has been sort of intentionally very solo. Very, yeah. Um, and very I think much. that's the phase you, you've really needed, um, for a lot of reasons last few years. Um, and it makes me excited to see, you know, certain types of growth that we can only get sort of solo. And then there's certain types of growth that can only happen in terms of partnership. And totally. so I'm pretty excited to see what like 
Jamin in partnership. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. This is going to be a whole new phase. So I can't wait for that. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, I think that the, the third thing would be a uh, the theme of cultivating more space mm-hmm. in my life. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a longer story. We'll go into it maybe in a mini sode of, of this podcast later, but I went on a spiritual retreat recently, uh, 10 days in Spain and, that experience like real made me realize like, wow, like I really need to carve out like this peace, this quiet, like this time for me to just spend with myself, like away from my normal world on a regular basis and throughout my days. Um, and so, yeah, so 2018, I want to just figure out ways to cultivate more of that space and peace um, and, and just find all, like continually more ways to do that. So yeah, sounds yeah. like a great direction. Yeah. I can't wait. And uh, yeah. What about you? What's going on with the, you're, what are you looking forward to with 2018? Yeah, I mean, like you, I feel like on these, the things I talked about, sort of honesty and curiosity, I feel like I'm just beginning to scratch the surface. So very excited to sort of continue pulling on those threads. Um, a few other sort of big ideas or themes or feelings I'm excited to explore. Um, one is masculinity, um, ah. actually, which is something I've been, I feel like the last few months, um, both of us thinking about sort of this podcast, the direction mm-hmm. we want to take it, um, and obviously like the explosion of Me Too, the continuation of like horrible things like mass shootings in America. Right. Um, it's just I've been seeing this common theme of masculinity as a really important thing um, in the world, like biggest possible picture, and then for me, like smallest possible picture. Um, right. and it's it's a, like thinking about what I and we like want masculinity to be and not be and what sort of different versions of masculinity can be, but, but still be masculine, you know, right. and, and actually be different than feminism, fe- femininity or, or non-masculinity. Right. Um, I'm really, I feel like I've like just started to do a lot more thinking around that over the last few months. It's something I'm really excited to explore more, both personally um, and sort of also like politically and ideologically and culturally. Um, so that's one thing. And then um yeah, just like in terms of life shifts, um, I've been thinking like a lot more about like parenthood wow. as well. I mean, yeah. like Sarah and I are in the place where like sort of ready to start a family and sort of like working on that. And um, yeah, I uh, don't know like when that's going to happen, obviously, I have no control over mm-hmm. that. Um, but I feel like 2018 is a is a long time and something's going to happen <laughs> during that year, like either, either we're going to get pregnant and that's going to be like a huge shift in my life mm-hmm. or we're not. And then that's going to be something right. to like deal with and work through. But, um, I feel like when I, when I think about my life over the next year, um, that's for me, like a theme that is most present is like very present for me and something I'm just very excited to just see what happens, sort of whatever that is. Oh man. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get to be an uncle. That's going to be yeah. a great experience. But wow, it's uh, yeah, a lot to explore. Yeah. 2018. Yeah, um, can't wait. Yeah. You know, and uh, for our listeners, tune back in next year for a 2018 year end recap to see like how this all ended up unfolding for us and how close or off the mark <laughs> we totally were about all this. So yeah. yeah, you can skip all eleven episodes in between <laughs> and just come back. Just get to right check to in. that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but there's one last thing we wanted to reflect on from 2017, and that's this podcast itself. 
Yeah, so, you know, as we were preparing for this episode, um, we realized that this is basically our Guys with Feelings birthday. Um, we did our, <laughs> our first episode just about a year ago. Um, and, yeah, I'd say our first year of podcasting has been more fun, more rewarding, and also sort of more challenging um, than I thought it would be, at least. Um, I don't know. Jamin, what do, you, what do you think? Oh, man. This has been an awesome, you know, experiment that we've been doing um, in so many ways. Like, it's it's been awesome for our friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Gabe lives down in L.A. I live in San Francisco. We don't get to see each other, you know, in person all that often, but this podcast is like giving us an excuse that like every month, like we're like thinking about topics. We have to like get together and like figure out like, oh, what are we going to do this week and and come up with different things. And it's like been so much fun to have a creative project to do with your best friend. And it's it's just an excuse for us to like spend more time together and create something together, which has been so awesome. Um, and it's also been like, yeah, it's been really challenging in interesting ways, like I thought, oh, recording a podcast is super easy. You know, just turn on the mic. You just talk for an hour. Yeah. It's way more difficult than you would think. Go like, figure. Yeah. As soon as the record button's on, you're like, oh, like I've got to like transition to topics. I've got to like figure out like when to cut something off like I or when to go into more detail and like keep it like be true to my experience, but also keep it like something that's interesting for someone else to listen to. Um, yeah, it's been super. It's yeah, it's been like a super interesting experience. Um, and has been teaching me a lot and, and like, and, and in areas that I've, I don't think I've had like much, um, exp- like practice in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've, um, I agree with all of that. I think that another thing I've sort of enjoyed about it is I feel like we've tried to be like iterative and sort of treat it as an, exp- like an ongoing experiment. Yes. I think if, if folks have listened to, sort of episodes at the beginning and then in the middle and then now, um, you know, they're not totally different. It's still sort of two guys with a lot of feelings and <laughs> sort of exploring them through different lenses. But um, I think we've really, we've switched up formats. We've sort of changed our angle. And I, I really like how it's sort of subtly evolved over time and continues to evolve. And I really like treating it as this sort of iterative ongoing project. Um, it adds a lot of sort of, life and and fun to the project yeah totally yeah um so yeah like do you have an idea of what you're thinking like you want to take the podcast next in like 2018 any directions yeah i mean i think some of the things we've talked about um that we're sort of currently at least loosely planning on that i'm excited about um i think it's doing more episodes um so we probably don't have unfortunately uh sort of doing this our free time time to do more sort of full-length episodes but starting to incorporate some shorter mini-sodes um sort of over the course of the month in between our big main episodes something i'm really excited about um we've talked about sort of getting into so new topics, um, really trying to find topics that are maybe mm-hmm. a little harder to talk about, maybe less common to be talked about, but a little juicier, meatier, um, yeah. things that I'm pretty excited about. And also, um, I don't know, I, I think uh, we've talked a lot about putting the guys in, <laughs> like, guys with feelings yeah. a little more, like, really, like, using this as a platform to talk more about masculinity and masculinity today and for our generation mm-hmm. um and sort of where where it can go and where it should go and i'm excited to sort of put i guess maybe more the guys and guys with feelings and also more the feelings and <laughs> yeah. guys with feelings i think we can always use more of both all of it all yeah. of it yeah no I'm, I'm super stoked and and 
already, you know, I think um, the next few months, we've got a lot of like exciting, like fun episodes planned and some juicy topics too. You know, we're, we're going to go right into talking about our experiences with therapy and how that's changed our lives and mm -hmm. uh, what we've learned from marriage and relationships um, and a whole bunch of other really fun, juicy topics. So yeah, lots of, lots of good things coming for this podcast in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. Well, finally, before we close, we each wanted to share one quick pick from this past year. So, you know, if we could only recommend one idea, product, or life hack from 2017, what would it be, Gabe? Uh, I think my biggest little life hack of mm -hmm. the year that's felt most important to me is less phone usage. Amen. Um, that has been... I just, I feel like I've this year seen with increasing clarity, like the, look, I love my iPhone. I love smartphones. It's great for all the obvious reasons. I wouldn't want to give it up, but the addictive nature of it is really, and a lot of the apps to be more specific is really not good at all. It's really a lot of times turns it, I think, into a net negative or close to a net negative in my life. And I think we're really in a period of adjustment um, where... Yeah you know, we've only had these devices and all these apps and social media for a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, if you sort of think about it in a broader context and I think, um, you know, like a lot of tech products are made intentionally to be addicting and they do a good job at that because they're good at building products. And so I think a lot of us have gotten sort of quasi addicted to our phones or sort of social media or a combination of the two. And I think that, um, I'm hopeful that sort of we're going to shift over time away from that. And so yeah. 2017 has been a big year for me in terms of reducing phone usage. And it's felt great. It's <laughs> felt real. It's been like one of the best changes I made this year in terms of like effort required to make the change versus happiness, like ROI. Um, and there's been like a bunch of apps that have been super helpful um, and sort of approaches. Uh, there's two apps like moment and freedom, which mm -hmm. we've both been I think playing around with recently to stop you from using different apps at different times or to track your phone usage every day and help you sort of reduce it. Um, mm -hmm. Those have been great. Uh, we've both turned our, iPhones to grayscale to black and white, yep. which makes the screen a little less exciting to look at. I'm never going back. Like color iPhones look crazy to me now. They're like yelling at me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, my phone's on black and white, which I love. And then keeping it out of the bedroom at all times. Like that's those sort of that collection of things has been like my primary strategy for reducing phone usage. And it's been great. It's been a big, uh, net life sort of happiness booster for 2017. And I'm excited to continue into 2018. Yeah. No. And, I remember when Gabe was first, you remember the episode where he was talking about turning his phone black and white and doing all these things. And I remember being like, okay, you know, that's interesting, but eh, not, not for me. A little, um, weird. a little weird. And then I went on that 10 day retreat. And when I came back, I was like, I need less phone in my life. Like it was so obvious to me, like how it was like sucking my life out of me with yeah. this very addictive quality that is crazy. So. I am all aboard the less phone usage train and uh, we should probably do like a full episode or a bonus episode on this sometime. Yeah. But yeah. I, that's, that's awesome. One. Big, big life upgrade. Mm -hmm. um, cool, man. How about you? What's your quick pick for the year? Yeah. So my quick pick for the year, if I can make a recommendation to anyone, it would be to do 30 minutes of writing a day. Mm. Um, or, you know, it doesn't have to be writing, you know, whatever it is that you're excited about exploring or doing, like do 30 minutes of that. A day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember over a year ago, uh, my friend from the community I was living in asked me this question. He was like, you know, if there's one thing that you could do every day for the next year that you'd be so glad you did, what would it be? 
And I knew the answer immediately. It was, it was writing. That's mm. like something I've been wanting to explore so much in my life. And I know it just gives, gives me so much and something I want to like do and, and get better at exp- that kind of expression. Um, and I was, and after I answered, I was like, why don't I do that every day? You mm. know? And so I started, started making a practice and, and I set like a low barrier, you know, 30 minutes a day. If I was tired or whatever, it's okay. If I skipped a day every once in a while, it's all right. If I did 20 minutes or whatever, it's okay. If I did journaling instead of writing a blog post, Mm. but just this idea of like, you know, writing about 30 minutes, most days of the week has brought so much to my life Mm. and it's been really easy to do. Um, and yeah, I just think setting that kind of habit for like, whatever it is you're really stoked about to explore, I think we'll, we'll bring so much. To yeah. You. And yeah. Uh, it, it is really, you know, it's been behind so much of my self-expression, like that opening up this year, like I couldn't have done that without all that right daily writing. Um, and even a lot of my self-exploration, like doing journaling and, and looking into my own world and, you know, doing, typing that out, like has been invaluable. So mm. yeah, I would recommend that to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like the things that have really made that work is sort of, doing it in a less goal-oriented way. Yes. Right? Just like, just showing up. Just showing up. Just making up. a habit of just showing up 20, 30 minutes a day for something that you just want to do for the yeah. sake of doing it. Yeah. Um, but then the cumulative effects of it are enormous. Totally. Yeah. And and it works so much better than, you know, all my previous decade of trying to do this, but like forcing myself, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do four hours of writing this weekend. I'm going to bang out like an amazing blog post. And that kind of pressure, goal-oriented you know, results-based approach just it does did not work for me. Yeah, I'll tell yeah, maybe that. some people, but yeah. yeah. And this idea of just gentle, easy, and like, yeah, like approaching something with curiosity and more as an exploration rather than to to create like a specific thing from it um, has just opened up worlds for me. Yeah. So I would wish that for for anyone. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's interesting. Like something that happens for me a lot when I start like a new hobby or sort of class online or anything that I want to like sort of do or learn about is I start it, I get excited. And then I picture like a faraway end goal. And I'm like, Oh, like being really good at this, whatever it is, this is would be so awesome. And then I realize how far I am from that end goal. And then I get freaked out and I'm like, Oh, that would be way too hard. And then I quit, you know, it's like, (laughs) and I think just, yeah, being able to sort of drop that and just focus on, Oh, just doing it today and then doing it the next day, doing it the day after, I think would be really helpful for me and just being able to, yeah, actually just make slow but steady progress on things. Yeah. It's a lot less pressure on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. More fun, more productive. Indeed. Win-win. Awesome. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our 2017 show. Uh, But before we leave, let's tell the audience where they can keep up with us online. Gabe, where can people find you on the internet? Still on Twitter for now, at Gabe Rose, and blogging every once in a while on my website, GabeRose.com. How about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jamin underscore Yee, Y-I. Um, and you can find me my blog at JaminYee.com. And I just wrote a blog post about um, how to create habits without destroying yourself or being an asshole to yourself in the process. So, yeah, so go check that out. And, uh, yeah, you can find all episodes of Guys With Feelings at guyswithfeelings.co. Shoot us an email at guyswithfeelingsshow at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Broke for Free. And if you're feeling generous, leave us a review on the iTunes podcast uh, store. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. 
Um, we hope everyone has had a year filled with as many feelings and adventures and themes as we have. And we can't wait to continue this exploration with you all in 2018. Until next month, we hope everyone out there is able to embrace the lows, celebrate the highs, and appreciate the messy journey in between. We'll see you next year. Bye.